All right, let's do this. Friday, May 22nd, 2020. This is episode 397. You're tuned in to We Live on a Planet. I'm your host, Patrick. Gonna have a nice day here in upstate New York compared to the way it's been. It's just been not feeling very spring-like or knocking on summer-like, but today it feels like it will be. It's 54 degrees currently, and it's early. Feels like 54, but the highs are going to be about 69 degrees. Damn. Yeah, we'll take it. 69. It's been chilly, so we'll have a nice day. Winds are out of the south, 5 miles per hour, gently blowing, so it definitely is drone weather. I'm excited about that. We have a good show for you. We're going to head on over to the fact site, head on over to the History Channel, find out what happened this day, and then just talk some stuff and things. We'll just share some thoughts and ideas, and I'll let you know what I've been up to. And uh, all that much more right here at We Live on a Planet, so stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. All right, let's start off with our quote. This is a quote from Buddha. It feels like I've been doing a lot of quotes from Buddha lately. Just happens to be what I find. I have a app that is quote of the day, and um, it generates quotes, and that's one of the ones I use. And a lot of times it seems to be giving me the quote that says, here, share this. Do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. Yeah, let's hear that one more time. Do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. Easier said than done, Buddha. Easier said than done, that's for sure. When you can get into that mindfulness though, of being present in the moment, you're, 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 you're doing something. You can feel it and you're doing something because I often dwell in the past. I really do. And I try not to. And, uh, I, I think we all do. We've talked about it here plenty of times at the, at the show that we tend to pick up things and carry them around and they are heavy to us instead of just dropping them and uh, trying not to dream of the future. You know, obviously we have to have plans. You have to make ideas and plans of what the next thing's going to do because you can't just live willy-nilly of going, well, I'm just going to live in the moment and uh, if I don't have this, this, and that, no worries, no big deal. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to dream of the future. just going to concentrate on that. That's what I mean. It's a lot easier said than done Buddha but I need to really need to get back into the mindfulness meditation my wife just mentioned the other day to to us and uh to us no to me (laughs) that uh she's like honey we really need to start our morning yoga slash meditation routine again when I got back from rehab almost five years ago I'm coming up on five years I was really into that a lot and being in the present moment and living for the moment and being mindful. And that really helps and it makes a difference. And it's so easy to get back out of that. It's just like working out 
in the gym. You know, it's one of those things that's so hard to start. But once you start, you're really happy you did it. But the, the, the next thing is, it's really easy to stop. And then once you stop starting again, that's the, that's the conundrum. That's when all of a sudden it's hard again. So just baby steps I'm going to be doing with that. And, uh, yeah, I made a bowl and a spoon recently. And you can see it over on my Instagram. My Instagram is Merrick, M-E-R-R-I-C 370. And it's a black walnut bowl, and I made it all by hand. I, I did use a power tool, like an angle grinder, with a blade attachment, a little mini chainsaw attachment so a thing a thing of death it is a scary ass piece of equipment to use you're just like really nervous while you're using angle grinders are one of the most dangerous tools that uh, a person can use and but it came out beautiful and i uh put some really nice beeswax finish on it and gave it to my oldest daughter Bethany and her boyfriend Dylan and they loved it and it came out really nice and I got so many compliments on it on Instagram and Facebook and people really enjoy it's funny I said to my wife I'm like isn't it it's funny how many people like it's just a bowl but it's pretty and it's homemade and it's from nature and it the tree the black walnut was ones that they had to cut down on their property and so I cut off a chunk and made that and then the spoon was my very first spoon I ever made and it's made out of poplar wood so it's super ultra light it weighs like nothing it's like almost like a balsa plane remember those little balsa planes you had when you were a kid that you wanted so bad and the first time you went to fly it it crashed not always except for the ones with the rubber bands. You always end up winding those up too tight. I did. I wonder if they still make those. Those were fun. But uh, I, I got a bunch of yard work done, and that felt fantastic. I'll tell you about that when we come back. Stick around. Access granted. Of course, access is granted to you. I had to get myself a cup of coffee and blow my nose too. My, I can feel that summer is right around the corner and the spring has been in the air because the trees are finally, oh, it's, it's getting to be a sea of green here in upstate New York. And there's, I'll tell you, it is a beautiful area I live in. I really do. And it can be a really harsh winter. And we don't get many nice days, but when we do, the days are beautiful. The sunsets are gorgeous. Yesterday was just one of those days that it was just so beautiful. It was, ah, oh, our yard is so green. I got that mowed. It was one of the ones where I didn't need to really mow it, but it could be mowed. And so I did do it, and it, it looks like it just got a fresh haircut instead of sometimes if you wait too long to mow it, you end up getting grass piled up and all that kind of stuff. And But we had an old canoe in the back corner of our yard, in the backyard, and um, had been sitting there for years and years, a three-man canoe. 
And um, we weren't using it anymore. And we're like, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? And I had some Jeep, old Jeep parts. My oldest daughter, um, when she was on um, leave one time, she came home and we tore off her front bumper, rear bumper of her brand new Jeep. It was a 2013 Jeep Wrangler. And we put all new heavy duty front bumper, rear bumper, the with a wench on it in the front and just massive beastie. <laughs> and uh, her Jeep parts, the front bumper and rear bumper, there was nothing wrong with them. They're, they're just plastic. And those got set to the side because we didn't know what to do. And so for win- winter upon winter, they got sat there just getting snowed upon. And a buddy of mine uh, came and with a trailer and we had an old picnic table too that was was fine it needed to be sanded needed to be painted but we recently acquired um, some new outdoor furniture from my in-laws because they got new furniture and there's nothing was wrong with this it needs maybe to be painted um, but yeah so we got that and he took the picnic table took the canoe, took those Jeep parts, and I was just like, oh, my backyard, it just looks so nice. I can't wait. I'll be taking a picture of it when there's a wall of green that comes up. We have these trees in the back. They're ornamental. They're called yellow wood, and they get these big jungle-looking like type leaves, and it makes a natural fence barrier between... 5th Street and 6th Street. I live on 5th and 6th is right in my backyard. And when that comes up green, I can't see 6th Street. I can't see my neighbors. It's just my corner, my little corner of heaven here in uh, the city of Oswego. And the city of Oswego, where I live, the street I'm on, it's so quiet. That's what I was saying to my wife. We're, we're really lucky where we live. Watching the first 48, one of those ID shows the other day, or on or any. And man, those are depressing. And you look at what's going on here in America and some cities and just kids, some of these, the suspects that they're looking for are like 18 years old, 17 years old, shot somebody, shot two people, shot three people, whatever it might be. And you're just like, oh my God. When I was 17, I was still riding my bike around, you know, playing with toys still. I've talked about that. I played with toys way too too long. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Is there a cutoff time? I think that's what happens to us sometimes. We forget to play. We forget to enjoy our time here on Earth. I think too much. I'm definitely going to be flying my drone today, though, because it's drone weather, and I'm looking forward to doing that. I, yesterday, I just had too much stuff to do to go out and do that. My wife and I, though, we went and got ice cream. It felt good to get out of the house after I made dinner. We had dinner. I made dinner, and then we sat out on our the new furniture we got and had dinner and came in the house, and I was like, it was still so nice. And I'm like, hey, let's go to, there's a place that we usually go right on the lake, Bev's Dairy Treats, and they were closed. We're like, ah, oh, bummer. But I knew that Stone's ice cream, or Stone's candy, which has been in business here in Oswego forever. Shout out to Stone's. They're so good, and I know they're 
guy that owns it. And uh, he's a great photographer too, Don. And I saw that they have custard, frozen custard. So I'm like, let's go get frozen custard then from Stones. And they just recently moved into a new building, and it's an old historic building that they're in. And it's really good homemade candy, that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you about that and what we got and other things that I'm doing. All that and much more when, we, when I fuel back up on coffee. So stick around. We'll be right back. So the custard, how delicious it is. It was just, it was really good. But and then I saw as we're sitting outside eating it, I'm like a little kid anyways. A lot of times I can't just sit and relax. I have to be doing something. So I'm peering in through the window and looking at all their candy. But how can you not? You want to look through the window and look at the candy. That's what they've got that for. And I noticed they had saltwater taffy. Like, oh, after we're done eating this custard, we got to go in and get some saltwater taffy. I love that. And we went in and got a pound of saltwater taffy, and it brought back memories of going to the New York State Fair. And I'm not a fan of our New York State Fair, really. Well, I used to be, but I'm not a big fan of, like, big gatherings, large crowds of people now. I, I get too anxious. I didn't used to be that way. But uh, if you follow the show, you know I've talked about how my mental health struggles have changed and kind of morphed through my years. And now i am really become quite an introvert. And I don't really want to be around that many people. And so the New York State Fair is historic and it brings in thousands and thousands of people every year. When it, Except for this year, I'm probably not going to be happening because of this coronavirus but right on the midway and at state fair they have all the state fair food that's being made and it's all so delicious and all so bad for you and fried and all that stuff and all the stuff that makes it so freaking good you know but they make there's one booth where they're making saltwater taffy and they're making it fresh and they're and there's the machine that's make, uh, wrapping it. There's guys that are pulling it and doing it. And then it goes into this wrapping machine. And it, you get to watch it. And the machine is uh, antique itself, which is really neat. So the whole process of watching it being made is, is enjoyable. It's fun itself. And then when you get it, you know it's fresh. You just watched it being made. And it's some of the best saltwater taffy you can have and um the ones we got from stones yesterday was really delicious we didn't get to watch anybody make it we didn't get to watch it being wrapped or anything but it was really good we had these other things too that were these dark chocolate chip patties so they took like chocolate or um, potato chips and crushed them all up and put them in a mold must be and pour dark or milk chocolate, whatever your taste is that you want, and make these potato chip patties. And they were so good. That saltiness. And then uh, I 
I like dark chocolate now. My wife does too. Growing up, I was milk chocolate all the way, but now my taste buds have changed the older I've gotten. Totally jumping topics. Have you got to see my commercial? Hopefully you have. I'm aching to see it myself. I, I've seen it, but I haven't seen it on on uh, actual TV. Uh, I did. Comp, Carpe did contact me the other day and asked me if I'd be willing to do a little video for them on Snapchat. And I do have a Snapchat um, account. I just never use it. I, I'm When I made We Live on a Planet, I went through all the social media apps I could and claimed we live on a, the name We Live on a Planet just in case I blew up and became famous. <laughs> no, I don't know. I did it just to do it so I could have all those names, you know. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the name like We Live on a Planet on Instagram or, excuse me, on uh, Twitter. That's why I went with the W-L-O-A-P-D-O-T-C-O-M dot com, you know. And then everything else is just basically W-L-O-A-P. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but Carpe got a hold of me and asked me if I would do a little Snapchat video promoting um, Carpe. And I said, heck yeah, I'd do anything for those guys. They're like my second family now, and I'm really fortunate that I got to work with them, and I want to continue to keep an open rapport with them because if you listen to my interview with them, you heard me even say to them the shameless plug of saying, hey, I want to be your voice guy. And we talked about it the day I was shooting the commercial. I kept planting the seed and saying, let me be your radio guy. Let me be the one that says, hey, try Carpe today. Temper, you know, 20% off by using code whatever, whatever. Give me a script and uh, I'll do my best. And I think it would be fun. So, yeah. All right, stick around. When we come back, there'll be some more nonsense. I'll be right back. Welcome back. All right, I figured instead of me just keep rambling along like I'm doing this morning, I figured I'd head on over to the History Channel's website and find out what happened on this day, May 22nd. A thousand pioneers head west as part of the Great Immigration, the first major wagon train to the northwest departs from Elm Grove, Missouri on the Oregon Trail. Remember how popular that game, did you ever play that game, Oregon Trail on the, the old Commodore? I remember that game is hard. Although U.S. sovereignly, o sovereignly over the Oregon tr Territory was not clearly established until 1846, American fur trappers, missionary groups, had been living in the region for decades. Dozens of books and lectures proclaim Oregon's agricultural potential, tweaking the interest of American farmers. The first overland immigration to Oregon, intended primarily to farm, came in 1841, when a small band of 70 pioneers left Independence, Missouri. Wow. That's just crazy. I can't imagine doing the, you know, jumping in these wagons and going into this wild west area area that is just untamed. And, uh, man, it's amazing. Isn't it amazing what humans can do if you really think about it? 2017, here's a sad one in crime. 
Manchester area or, or Manchester arena bombed during that Ariana Grande concert that happened in 2017. That was bad. Everything's bad like that. Whenever there's a bombing or some kind of terrorist attack, when you're just out at a gathering enjoying yourself and something like that happens. So, uh, Great Britain, for, uh, 1455, The War of the Roses begins. Yeah, not the movie with Michael Keat, Michael Douglas. Is that who was that? But no, the actual confrontation. Uh, what else? 1972, U.S. Presidents. President Nixon arrives in Moscow for a historic summit. Long, dramatic pause. 1802, First Lady Martha Washington dies, sadly. 1859, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, creator of Sherlock Holmes, is born. I've never read a Sherlock Holmes book. I've seen Sherlock Holmes movies, but... And I can remember, like old Sherlock Holmes movie when I was a kid, like a 60s one. 1958, Jerry Lee Lewis, great balls of fire, drops a bombshell in London, though, because he was a pervert. I mean, he married his second cousin, but the thing is, she was a child bride. You know, she was, she was 13 years old, 13 Kind of makes you not like the guy so much now. Kind of makes you not want to listen to his music now. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, creep. Not only was she 13, it was your cousin. 2004, controversial documentary Fahrenheit 9-11 wins the Palmer de Oro Prize. Whatever the prize that is, but it's that. 2004 Michael Moore's documentary film. Um, 2002 and crime. Chandra Levy's remains are found. I remember that. Uh, 1981. Atlanta, Atlanta child murderer is traced using ray, rayon nylon fiber. Yeah, it's amazing what how many crimes have been solved by certain little things. I believe this one, if memory serves, it was like a rayon from a, a van or a station wagon, you know, a station wagon, and the carpet was matching it to the rayon. Um, all right, I think that's about it for this day of history. I could, you know, I... I've been just skimming the fat lately on this day of history. I could open up more things with it, and I end up not. I don't know why. I don't I don't want it to be a history podcast. That's not what this is. It's more like this is what happened this day, and maybe something exciting happened. And I had something that was kind of weird, though. I was – remember I used to do I'm Feeling Curious on Google. I would type that in. I did one, and this is one. How do we get our fingerprints? A person's fingerprints are formed when they are a tiny developing baby in their mother's womb. Pressure on the fingers from the baby touching 
and their surroundings create what are called friction ridges, the faint lines you see on your fingers and toes. So those happen when you're a little baby, rooting around, touching everything, because <laughs> you know, as you do as a baby, even then, then. Man, isn't that weird? All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll learn some more things. I think we'll get another, another wrinkle in our brain. Oh, that was really loud. <laughs> stick around. All right. Let's get a wrinkle on our brain at the facts site. Let's learn something about lizards. Yeah, lizards. Why not? All right. Lizards, lizards are often seen in the wild, but in some countries, they're even kept as pets, too. You know, my sister... One of my sisters, she's got herself a pet bearded dragon, and uh, his name is Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, the bearded dragon. And he is groovy. He is a cool little lizard, acts like a dog. There are more than 6,000 different lizard species, over 6,000. Lizards can move their eyelids. And it's like, okay, well, of course they can move their eyelids. Well, most reptiles, they don't have eyelids, like snakes and stuff. They don't have eyelids, but reptile um, lizards do, just like us. Lizards live almost everywhere apart from Antarctica. There are no continents which are not home to some species of lizards. Lizards do not need to be near water. Many lizard types of lizards... Many type of lizards do not need to be close to water in order to survive, since they will often absorb all the water they need from their food. They need sunshine. Of course they need sunshine, since lizards are cold-blooded creatures. They need sunshine. Lizards eat a variety of diet. While lizards may not drink much water throughout the day, they have a variety of diet which provides them with nutrients they need. They often include grass, and other leafy plants, small insects such as crickets and beetles, berries, and seeds. Some lizards, such as the dragon lizard, will eat the egg of other smaller lizards if they find them. There are different sizes of lizards. Well, obviously. Some people have seen lizards in the wild and others keep them as pets. Yeah, which we know. While others, excuse me, whether you've ever seen one, with your own eyes, there are various shapes and sizes. Well, I think pretty much everybody's seen lizard with their eyes. With their eyes. Lizards. <laughs> eyes? Oh my God, Patrick. The smallest are barely a couple of inches in length. While the largest ones can be as long as 11 feet. Yeah, like kimono dragons. Oh, those things are brutal beasts. The tail of a lizard isn't very strong. Yeah, they can break right off and grow them back, which is kind of neat, you know. Lizards have several defense mechanisms. One of them, like I said, breaking its tail off. Others have a harsh bite. 
such as that kimono dragon. It bites you, and uh, it's it's like a type of venom, and it makes you rot. And for weeks, you're dying, and they follow you around, waiting for you to to die. You know the kimono dragon. Speaking of it, it's dangerous to humans. You know, you it will eat a human. Um, some lizards can change colors. Yeah, chameleons. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah. All right. Well, that kind of ended quick. <laughs> that was. That was. Uh, I don't know. Yes. Yes, I guess. <laughs> uh, so my wife made these things called cream horns. Oh my gosh, those things are so delicious. One of our friends made them for us, and I think I told you about them. And so I said to my wife, hey, can you get that recipe? And it's just um, puff pastry wrapped around this form that makes it into a cone looks kind of like a cornucopia corn cone and then it gets filled with this homemade whipped cream type filling oh my gosh they're so good they're really good then i got new mask came in from vista print i have the ones my mother-in-law made us and i was telling you how they don't fit my big fat head but my new mask came in and they're adjustable for the ears and they're pretty comfortable. It kind of stinks that we have to wear masks, but I'm willing to do what I have to do to try to keep this curve down. I'm not doing it because I'm living in fear. I'm doing it because I'm thinking of others. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a more, couple more stuff and things and then wrap up the show. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me on my little journey that I call We Live on a Planet. Knocking on 400 episodes, and I couldn't do it without you. I mean that. Hopefully you got to hear my last episode with Peter McHugh. I did misspell his name as Peter McHugh by accident. I did fix it, so sorry about that, Pete. <laughs> Can't spell the greatest. Upcoming interview, May 27th with Hugo Torres. Then June 3rd, Cat O'Keefe, um, Dream Specialist. And then actor and comedian Dave Abed. We'll put him out on uh, June. I'm not sure when, but he'll, he'll be a guest in June. That'll be nice. Can't believe that uh, June is right around the corner. Once again, do not dwell on the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. Buddha. Peace, my friends. Oh, and do your best to stay curious, not judgmental. The best you can. Talk to you soon.